whenever you're ready. Oh <laughs> my God. Jessica. I've never been called a fox. <laughs> Dana. That's a classy name for a Harry. I like it classic. Okay. Do you? <laughs> Welcome to the Rants and Raves podcast. Sure. Out with the bad and in with the good, motherfuckers. That's right. Jessica. <laughs> oh, this is already already hilarious. <laughs> Pardon our delays. You guys can just think of it as dramatic pauses as we record. I said, Jessica, and the computer froze immediately, <laughs> which we had issues with a few minutes ago, but we thought we were past it. I don't know. I have to say, before I get into our regular welcome mm-hmm. to the Rants and Raves, mm-hmm. I do want to say real quick, sorry, 5G, you drop out. You do. You're not magic, 5G. You're not I magic. Think the 5G is worse than the regular <laughs> network. That's it what is on, constantly dropping. It depends on where I am. Now, there's a war right now between T-Mobile and some Verizon maybe saying one of oh. them says they have better 5G than the other. Mm. I don't know if I believe them. I, I think don't. they I think they all lie. They do lie. Lie, lie, lie. <laughs> okay, here we go. Jessica. <laughs> Dana. Hi, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you. Welcome to the Rants and Raves podcast. I am Dana Powell. I am Jessica Young, and we are, <laughs> we are here, here to, to rant and rave. And rave. <laughs> what a chaotic mess. <laughs> Nobody expects much more than that from us. <laughs> hilarious. That is hilarious. Jessica, how was your week? Ah, it was really, really lovely. I went to Yosemite, you know, mm-hmm. my yearly trek to Yosemite for Camp Improv Utopia. Yeah. And I had an absolute blast. Oh, my God. Again, we've talked about this so many times, whether it's your local little park or area or you can get out to a national or state park. You guys get out into some nature to get mm-hmm. some fresh air and just realize that <sighs> there is a light at the end of the tunnel as far as finding some sort of joy in this hot mess. And I for know. me, I found it through a very difficult and strenuous, but very rewarding hike through uh, the valley of Yosemite National Park. Well, couple things. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pass because I don't like hard and hot well (laughs) well let me let me think about that i don't want to walk hard and hot how about that (laughs) okay sure and then also probably bugs um i need luxury okay sure (laughs) well to put your mind at ease we were not intense. Um, okay. I, even though I always dream of that, I'm like, you know, there's a lot of bears in that area. <laughs> I think I'm cool thinking the tent camping would be fun and just sticking with a cabin where you have a real working toilet and shower too. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mm-hmm. Those are things I need. And also I've listened to too much Let's Not Meet to maybe ever camp again in my life. I know. Pe- people wander up to campsites. Yeah, no. Uh, no but also, then the, that the leads me to my a camp, an actual okay. camp. 
that we good because also yes. I have been saying for several years and now it's coming out into the public zeitgeist I guess people are mm -hmm. disappearing from our national parks like crazy well yeah. you're taking my beautiful experience and turning it into a true crime story <laughs> I'm sorry that's just what I do but I, I'm sorry, but, no, but Gabby, right. it's been in the news a lot. Not it has, her, but go on. It should have been in the news for everyone. So like people are pretty upset right now because they're not wrong. Young white right. people are in the news for missing more often than not. But what I would say is the, the blessing in disguise we need to take from it is that people are noticing now because I actually have heard that for years, probably because I do listen to so much true crime, sure. but that people are disappearing from national parks at an alarming rate and the disappearance of indigenous women has been a massive problem and they're right nobody's been talking about it but nobody's right. been talking about any of the disappearances till now yes. which i'm glad we're on it because some people think it's everything from cryptids to serial killers who knows what it is but we got to figure it out i know that so yeah. anyway basically i'm saying stop camping i don't want you to get kidnapped or murdered Okay. So there you go. <laughs> uh, no, it's a, a good safety tip to know not to go alone. And that's just kind of in general. Like when I walk by myself, I walk through my neighborhood during daylight hours. I pass so many people walking their dogs, a lot of people walking their children in a right. stroller. Right. I feel lucky and fortunate that it feels very safe and yeah. I'm very aware and I only go during daylight. Um, do not go out to a hike by yourself, yourself. male or female. I don't no. care how experienced or athletic you are. It's just not a good idea. Even not to be creepy, even if there's not some weirdo in the area, I always think about this. God forbid you fall, slip, yep. uh, get trapped, anything. Yes. You can be shit out of luck. And let me tell you something. I have zero cell phone reception in Joshua Tree. I learned this year after mm -hmm. going there to hike a few times. Mm -hmm. And I had zero reception in Yosemite. Mm -hmm. So there might be some exceptions. You might like literally for one second have a a signal and a message can then fly out of your phone then. But mm -hmm. by and large, if something happened, I could not call someone to come right. and help me because there was no signal. So, yeah, you know, it's a bummer. When I lived in Missouri, I used to go on hikes and stuff out in the mm -hmm. country. And, yes. you know, even still, I would say to this day out by my dad's property, mm -hmm. I'll walk down the farm roads as long as I'm off to the side and safe because yep. somebody will run over you in a heartbeat. Okay. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, as long as I can walk where it's safe, I'll, mm -hmm. I'll go for a walk. I'm not too, sure. I'm not too concerned. Although... <laughs> My, my family was talking about my dad was like, well, I found a house I want to buy. And we were like, what? <laughs> He's like, yeah, I think it, you could fix it up real nice down here, down the street on H, the little rock house. And my baby sister goes, dad, no, that's where they found that girl's body. No. And I was like, what? <laughs> what was it? Like a hovel? An abandoned hovel from it was a hobbit? An abandoned house where a man had kidnapped a young woman from a used to be a get and go. I guess it's probably a come and go now. Over that by where I used to live. Like I know no. exactly where it is. He kidnapped her or killed her and dumped her body in front nope. of this house. And Tiffy was dad was like, Well, I mean, yeah, but you know, it, he just dumped her there. He didn't kill her there. It's a shame. 
not a shame that he didn't kill her there. I said that wrong. But basically, he, he was saying, like, it was just a drop off kind of in the like that made it any better and she was like dad her family puts a memorial out there in front of the house every year mm-hmm. like people are gonna know and gary I, find another house find and, a new project and i said mm-hmm. and also a lot of people might think it's haunted i'm not saying i believe that i'm just saying it's my I think Gary needs to get back on the gyrocopter train. Yeah, yeah. I focus think we, on his hobbies. That I he think knows. we deterred him from the dead body <laughs> house. Yes. But I too was like, what are you talking about? I didn't know he dumped her. I heard that story all the way out here. I didn't know Unreal. he dumped her by your house. Oh, awful. Nightmare. Boy, Unreal. this has been a real positive employment. Oh, yeah. Real <laughs> smooth ride. How was your week? Other than your father wanting to buy the house that Robin Williams developed photographs in in one hour photo. Photo! <laughs> uh, it was eventful. I had to do some advocating for my family and stand up against um, some people who are clearly doing wrong, but that it is their job to say they're not. Uh-huh. And it was one of those situations where we were all like, yeah, we're ready to speak. We need to talk. We need to speak up. We need to speak up. Mm-hmm. And the group of us involved went. And then Dana was the only one that opened her mouth for a long time, mm-hmm. which was very scary. But yes. I did it. And I used, honestly, if I'm being real, I used a lot of my training as an actor Good. to get through that, like learning how to control my nerves because it yep. became very apparent that the person that was sent to talk to us was a politician and a spin person mm-hmm. who is trained and paid mm-hmm. to put a shiny spin on everything. And I'm just a mom who showed up at a last minute meeting to go, hey, this isn't right. So mm-hmm. that was, um, I mean, honestly, terrifying. But um, I think I held my own. I think my training paid off when I started to waver. And he, the person I was speaking with, definitely used some tactics of manipulation to intimidate me. Of course. Um, actually, I should share a couple of those so that we all know how to avoid it. Do it. Uh, one of the things that this person did was immediately start calling me by my first name. And because I seemed to be vocal, he repeatedly called me by my first name and used me in an example. So he was like, so Dana, if you wanted to turn this in, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you know, it catches you off guard when someone you don't know informally is calling you by your first name in a formal situation. Mm -hmm. Instead of Miss Powell or uh, something. Correct. Mm -hmm. Correct. So I began uh, repeatedly calling him Ramon by his first name. Good. Instead of uh, Mr. Whatever his correct. name was. Uh-huh. Correct. Um, also, he started doing his spin thing and making apologies, and I just raised my hand. <laughs> and I said, I'll do respect. I appreciate you being here. The information that you're giving us right now, we all already have. We all already know. And honestly, your apologies don't really matter to me at this point. They're meaningless. Ooh. So if you don't mind, I would like to use this time to address the questions that we have. And he said, okay, that's quite fine. And he said, would you like to start? And I said, "Uh, I'm happy to, but I also know that I've spoken. If anyone else would like to speak up, silence. And he said, well, Dana, it looks like you're the leader. 
And I knew because that scared me, I was like, I know what you're doing. You're trying to frighten me. Sure. Because I'm not a paid representative. Yep. To and do get something. you to backpedal and say, oh, maybe it's not so bad or Correct. maybe I'm overreacting. Correct. <clears throat> and so I said, oh, that's wonderful. Thank you. I'll launch right in. Oh, God, I love you for saying that. <laughs> That's so empowering. I'm serious. Well, I have to be honest and say my heart was absolutely pounding out of my of chest. Course. Um, But I had my questions typed out. Um, myself and Kira, who is my friend, nice, um, nice. had gotten together and prepared. Mm -hmm. And whenever he tried to spin off into something else, I would say, Apologies. I'm sorry. Can we get back on track and, and get an answer? And then another thing I did that I read in an article recently, <clears throat> and I want to share with all of you because this worked. Um, I made him, if he said something mean to me, I made mm -hmm. him repeat it. And it wasn't outwardly mean. It was that kind of secret mean. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> I would make it, I would say, I'm sorry, what did you say? Can you repeat that? And I would make him say it again. And what that does is it makes them really take in what they have said to you. Yes. And it makes other people hear it as well. Uh -huh. And they they want to do these drive-by things so that you know it and they affect you, but others don't. That's a, right. That is a power tactic. So when you make them repeat it over again, it shows that you know what they're doing. It shows everyone else what they're doing. And it makes them nervous. I love so. that. <laughs> so I did that. And then uh, the name thing, I called him by first name, which I've <laughs> said I've said before, I would advise you to do that to your doctors. Mm -hmm. uh, call your doctor by their first name. They're, they're a human just like you. Mm -hmm. They just have different training. Mm -hmm. And not all of them were A students. And you know your body. <laughs> so, um, and then one more thing I'm trying to remember that I did. Oh, yes. Um, when he, so for example, when he said, I don't know, mm -hmm. I would say again, I'm sorry. So your answer to that question is, I don't know. And he would say, yes. <sighs> and I would say, okay, who does know? What is their name? What is their email? And what is their phone number? Hell yes. And one time, because these people in particular uh, are trying to hide their contact information besides mm -hmm. email, because mm -hmm. email is very easy to ignore, um, and they don't want people calling their offices, he said, well, he gave the name and the email, and then he said, I said, and what is the phone number? Because he was going to gloss by. <clears throat> and he said, um, well... Uh, you know, they're not actually working in the Beaudry offices okay. and they don't really have. And I gave him a second to finish his sentence and to, to take in what exactly he was getting ready to uh -huh. say to me. And I said, phones, they don't have phones. <laughs> oh my God. I love you so much. <laughs> so he gave us a phone number. Uh, <laughs> now. I'm saying all of this now on the other side, but in the moment I was petrified. Of course. And so, because I am not a lawyer, I am not a, and, and also I'm aware any, the first thing I do when I get any of their names is Google them. I want to know who they are and what they do. And I guarantee you, because I'm a thorn in their side, they've already Googled me. And they're like this dumb clown, putty faced woman without a brain in her head is coming at me. I don't think so. And then I come in like Hulk smash. <laughs> And they're not expecting. <laughs> <Yeah. it. laughs> okay, 
first of all, I am so freaking proud of you for all of this. Okay. Because like I said, you are doing something uh, for the sake of your family, but also for the sake of everyone else who's experiencing what you are. So yeah. I commend you for that. Secondly, you did something that is so important. And I think so many people forget you were prepared. Yes. So as scary as it is, if I've done it so many times, if you didn't have that typed out list, I would have been, you would have gotten lost. off track. You would have gotten, and I don't mean you, I mean, any, human. anyone. You well, and that was you forget the point. Yeah. Because he was trying to spin things in different directions. And I always had that document to yep. go back to. And it gets emotional. It gets yes. confusing mm -hmm. and you can just keep, okay. As I had mentioned, may I have, you know, and yes. you just keep hammering down the points. It's so smart that you did that. Oh my God. And then every time I deduced anything from his information that he was trying to be vague about, I would mm -hmm. state it out and I would say, okay, so I'm gathering from what you're saying that you are aware you're breaking the law. And oh, he God, said, that's brilliant. He said, okay. And I said, is that the case, sir? You and the district know that you are in violation of the law and that the Department of Justice has opened up an investigation on you. What did he say? I just stared at him until he had to say yes, because I wanted everyone on the call he's, to know. He said yes? Yes, he said yes. They oh can't God. avoid it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And after I made him, I interrupted him and made him answer the questions. I made him, I called him out for not wanting to give me a phone number. And I made him say that they all knew they were breaking the law. Then the parents launched in. It empowered them as well. Oh, So okay. it was and about 20 minutes. And then all of the parents who were equally oh, yes. as on top of it, they mm -hmm. were just nervous. Of course. They, then they came, the backup came in and that felt nice. Mm-hmm. Looks like you are a leader, okay? Oh, uh, don't say that. I am not. <laughs> you guys know. You hear this kookaburra get on no. here and talk every week. I'm so proud of you. Seriously, I don't mean to be corny by saying that. I always think like sometimes people feel that's weird if a friend's like, I'm proud of you. But I am. And it takes someone to have the courage to stand up. God, I have been there. And I look around. I remember being in situations. I'm like, really? Cool. So no one else is going to say anything? Yes. It's like so, we all I mean, agreed. And now message. that I've opened yes. the can of worms, you guys are trying to stuff it back in because now it's getting too, too uncomfortable. It's like, I don't like confrontation either. No. But we're going to get to the bottom of this. Yes. And you need each other if you're going to stand up against yes. people. It's like I said, this man has been training to do this his whole life. Mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. have not. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you need to support your people. And that doesn't, yes. you don't have to be as aggressive as Dana is. But to, once I said about, you know, I told him this is this is not emotional for you. It's your job. Mm -hmm. There's an emotional element for each and every one of us. But that set aside, it's also illegal yes. what you're doing. And once I said that, then they were like, yes, yes, yes. And they came on. And then I relaxed and was able to go after him even more. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to be vocal. You can even just their head nods. And I 100% agree they would chime in. That kept me going. A hundred percent. So don't forget that when you need to support someone, it could even just be like a hand squeeze or a yes from the peanut gallery, you mm -hmm. know, to keep them going. So don't leave Heck your people yeah. hanging.
really commend you for that. Thank you. I, I, I credit it to some of this stuff that I've been learning, like yep. how to stand up and like recognizing when you're being manipulated and someone's trying to confuse awesome. you and just going back to the point, back to the point. Don't yep. let them, don't let them get you in a fury because they're trained to stay calm and make you look nuts. Mm hmm. So anyway, I should probably keep this as my rant because I actually, <laughs> okay. I mean, I should, honestly, I, I think awesome. that, and I also want to point out, you know, obviously I didn't go completely into what the situation is, but, um, I think it's transferable to any situation. So like, yes, everybody knows that Jessica and I have been on a, a our medical journey lately mm -hmm. and le my week last week was actually filled mostly with that. I had five doctor's appointments. <laughs> um, and I have one more coming up tomorrow. They're going to see if I have plaque in my heart. It's all very scary. Uh. Um, but so far everything's great and certainly nothing permanent Yay. damage. Yeah. I'm really happy, but um, right now I'm in a great situation doctor wise, but there have been times in my life where I needed to advocate for myself as a doctor. And we've talked about that many times on here. So, uh, as when a I patient, cor correct. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Dana has enrolled in medical school. Uh, yeah. That should come as no surprise. And also I'm an, a hireable advocate for doctors. If mm -hmm. you guys, if you doctors need someone, to <laughs> no. So anyway, I want I I just want to share these tools with people as I get them because and you guys please feel free mm -hmm. to share these tools with us too because I think it's important for us yes. to know how the man mm -hmm. tries to keep us down. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and we can help each other with these skills to keep going. Absolutely. And get on your doctor's appointments, everybody. Get on. That's them. a very important rant. Man, yeah, I know is, some of our listeners have kind of been on this journey with us. Yep. So get on your doctor's appointments. Speak Do up it. for yourself. Advocate for your children and your families always. Yep. Exactly. I guess that we'll leave that as my rant. Yeah, uh, my rant it. originally was about pumpkin spice, which I am down to yell about anytime. <sighs> Well, we'll save that for our next recording. Yeah. If it, I'm going to have a list to add to your rant about that because I well, am done with that. And just as a sneak peek, Jessica doesn't know this, but I'm also a little mad about all the dill pickle stuff coming out. We'll get to it. <laughs> well, I took some pictures last week while you were gone. Been holding those in my little cannon to go, what's happening? I feel like this is your fault, Jessica, you pickle lover. Yep. We're gonna have I love a, a pickle. Real, we're going to have a battle of we pumpkin are. versus pickle next week. So you better <laughs> batten that, fasten the hatches and settle down. I love a pickle. yourself in. I love a pickle, but I'll come at you real hard. I don't want no pickle hummus. Come <laughs> on now. I, 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 ha, ha, don't. You'll, you'll get me too excitable. Oh, my God. <laughs> calm down, grosso. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My rant, don't be disappointed, y'all. It's not a rant that's really a rave. It's a real rant. Now, oh, is, it, is it as important as anything Dana has brought up today? Not in the least. Doesn't has matter. It, has Get it been it annoying and frustrating as hell? Yes, it has. Now, I will preface my rant with this because I think, again, I always feel like, why are we preaching to the choir? Our choir being our amazing listeners. Our amazing listeners. You guys all have respect. You guys are like-minded in our ways of thinking towards 
other humans and the world and being respectful and all of that jazz. Now, why am I saying that? I have never in my life noticed more places hiring from every single retail store I walk by, from low end to the mm-hmm. highest end, even places you've never seen putting a sign in their window that they're hiring every plate. I'm at least just speaking for Los Angeles and my travels around the county thus far in the last month. Yeah. Everywhere is looking for hiring uh, uh, employees. So again, from the food courts to fine dining, from the dollar store to places on Rodeo Drive, people are desperate for staff. The supply chain is really messed up okay like that's Mm -hmm. another whole thing that's going on right now because of the pandemic however i am ranting about this because this was a problem before covid started so now i'm real mad um my rant is stores showing that inventory is available and in stock and Mm -hmm. then you get there and they don't have any left or they never carried it in their stores to begin with i know okay yeah and I am going to give you some examples. Okay. Home, Home Depot, a worldwide yeah. corporation. I would uh, advise someone never to use the Home Depot website. I have gotten really it's maddening. I've got fingered up the butt with them two or three times. <laughs> that was a spit take. <laughs> I'm not kidding. And they're like, well, take it up with your credit card company. Mm-hmm. No joke. And I'm like, infuriating. I never even received it. What do you mean? Take it up with my credit card company. (laughs) Yeah. So with them, I looked It a shows as in store. There's sites that at least tell you now, like, yes, in store or delivery only, or it's like never available in stores online only. Great. You want it, you can order it. And most stores now nicely, if you're willing to drive to one of their locations, they'll ship it to the store for free instead Mm -hmm. of to your home. So that may be an inconvenience, but whatever. Sometimes I'm like, yeah, I'll drive 10 minutes to Target to pick this up. Save myself some money. Yeah. I needed a dang room divider for Zoom, okay? Mm -hmm. I did not want people looking at my bed while I'm sitting at my desk, Mm -hmm. which is unfortunately located in my bedroom, okay? Even though I make my bed every day, I don't need coworkers or people in business or anything else looking at my, I don't have, I don't have a cute bookshelf or something where I'm sitting at a a staged place, like all these people with their great Zoom background. That is not me. It's just weird too to think that people are seeing like your lay down place and yes, I don't where, want it and where the magic happens. Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> you know what I, take number two. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Jessica? <laughs> yes, I where, do. Where you and Alan make magic? Okay, <laughs> somebody, somebody is using innuendo to a new level. <laughs> Oh my god. Did I just force you to have to put drops in yes, your eyes? My eyes dried out because I opened them so wide. So I evaporated all of the moisture. I'm sorry, I interrupted. Yeah. I completely understand what you're saying. I called them for the damn room divider, which also, by the way, is a cardboard box that someone has folded and put in the right proportions. There's nothing to it. It's not a hand-painted chinoiserie screen to you take off your robe and get sexy in a movie from the 30s, okay? Right, it's okay. A room divider. It's a okay. piece of freaking cardboard. It's a giant It's like a refrigerator box that someone put four creases in. They said they had it. 
and I called. I even, because of my luck with them in the past, not lucky at all, I called an hour later in the hopes of getting someone else to answer the phone, which they did. And check. First time I spoke to a woman, next time a man answered, just to make sure before I hike on down to this location, do you have this? I read the skew, everything. Yes, we do. I got yes. there, looked yeah. around, went up and down every single aisle, every aisle of that place. Nothing there. Went crazy, asked multiple employees, where would I find this? Oh, over there by the doors. Another person said, oh, it would be over here by temporary blinds. I, I heard everything in the book. Right. My point is, they didn't have it. Now, to wrap up my rant, this happened again this week with my favorite store on the planet, Target. Okay. <laughs> I love okay. Target. Like, okay. maybe too much. It okay. is my favorite store on the planet. Uh -huh. Um. I was looking for glasses. Please sponsor us at Target. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I will happily design a line and you can license us the ransom yes. collection. Okay. Yes. So I found these amazing glass hurricane jars for a client and the uh -huh. quality is great and the price was great and they're hard to find. And again, because of the supply chain, normally I'd try to get it through a wholesaler. I'm like, don't have time. Right. Holiday setup is upon us mm -hmm. for retail. I'm getting these. Well, I kept looking up stores that had it and I drove from location to location to location to location mm -mm. and nobody had the dang jars, even though it was showing that on their website. Mm -mm. So I was losing my mind. I am so infuriated. So again, I understand times are tough and things are weird, but my God, get your websites up to speed and please have someone that knows when somebody has the exact item name the brand and the skew if you mm -hmm. cannot tell me if your store has those at all right now then we have a problem okay yeah. rant over oh my god <laughs> i was holding my breath because i thought you were going to punch the computer <laughs> a few times there was a lot of pointing going on a lot of pointing. Yeah, that is aggravating though, because you drove you drove all over Hill and Dale. I know. Mm, I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. That's a worthy rant. What are you talking about? Because know. you know why, Jessica? I know it seems like, nah, nah, but that is your time, and your time is valuable, especially yes. right now. That's what I'm saying. I yeah. mean, I spent hours driving around all over the valley. To Not to mention targets. gas is like $25 a gallon in LA. Okay. Ugh. All my doctor's appointments, I'm like, geez, I'm going to start have to ride my bike. Yeah, for those of you who do not live in California, ready to make your head spin, uh, the cheapest gas I'm finding lately, and we're talking about for the cheapest 87 octane 87, unleaded, yeah. 450. That's the cheapest I've found. Girl, you, mm, let's talk offline. I'll tell you where to go. I don't <laughs> want to send the world to my cheap place. <laughs> Listen, if we're close and you need it and you need a you need an answer, DM me, but I ain't saying it to the world. <laughs> uh, I got you. Hilarious. I got you. I got you. Uh, also, not for nothing, my girlfriend was telling me Costco. 
because I, I ask her. Yeah. I know that she has a Costco membership. I don't know if you do or not, but. I do. I always oh, forget about Jessica, them gas. It must be the deal of the century because every single day there is a line Wine. out the yeah. entire, you know, they have gigantic parking lots. It is yep. out the parking lot, every lane yeah, and I can't down the that. road. But the, I can, I drive by one all the time. That's not, well, it's kind of far for you. But anyway, uh, I can tell you when the downtimes are because hmm. I don't have a Costco membership. But you could take advantage of that. I'm going to be honest. I, there's no way. I already, as much as I love Costco in theory, there's nowhere I can't stand going more than yeah. Costco. Right. So, no. That's okay. the one thing where I'm going to have to be like, I'm going to pay more for gas. Yeah, yeah. But I would rather pay more for gas than deal with the people that wait 30 cars deep. I, I don't blame you. I That's why I haven't cheaper. done it. I just that can't do it. That is my dad. My I remember him saying to us all the time, like one of the special things I did with mm -hmm. my dad, it's late at night. He'd be like, we'll drive downtown and check price, gas prices. You won't go? And I'd go, yeah. And we'd just ride <laughs> all over town looking to for the see. cheapest gas. Which ironically is wasting gas in the process of doing so. That's what we would argue, but he would do the math. And I don't like math, so I just said, okay, I'll go. Like, <laughs> you know what? Look, there is something to be said about paying attention to that stuff. However, God bless. But our parents' generation learned this from their parents. And I get it because yeah. their parents were depression era. Well, if I may step in, our young friend Kate, uh -huh. who sometimes listens to half of the episodes, <laughs> <laughs> she does it. And I asked her specifically, I said, does it save you money when you think about the cost of uh -huh. the membership and all that? She said her boyfriend worked it out and it does. So I was like, well, good on you. That is not a mental. I have to make a mental, um, not excuse. What's a positive spin? <laughs> I, I have to choose mental my own note. sanity. Yes. I have to choose my own sanity over the pennies I will save on gas. <laughs> So there's that, but my dad would be the same as Gary. Trust me, yeah. Mark and Gary are on the same page as that. Also, nothing incenses my father more than me putting too much postage on an envelope. Okay? <gasps> really? Okay, so yeah. What I don't even know. I should know since the post office was like my happy place during the pandemic. I was there like once a week with my yeah. lady who called me Madame. What is a stamp these days? 50 cents? Uh, I Have we reached the threshold? I don't know. I think it's around 50 cents. Heat. I don't know. So let's say like, I love those square cards that are mm -hmm. like a four by four, but they require extra postage because they're an off Odd shape, shape, right? Yeah. Don't get Which me started. A longer yeah. and bigger envelope, if it's a real rectangle, isn't more. I can't. I That's it's another perfect. rant. Okay. It is. Yes. But my dad goes nuts so like let's say the postage on the envelope i'd ask them i'd be like how much is one of these cards like oh 65 cents great so i'd slap on two of my 50 cent stamps and send it on its way uh-uh mm -hmm. mm -hmm. you guys i'm going to have to post some pictures and i put an s on the end because i have photographed multiple examples of this my father when I tell you down to the last penny, as far, <laughs> and he is not a, a spendthrift by any means. My dad is not cheap in any way. But when it comes to postage, uh -huh. 
down to the last penny to the point where I have received legal size envelopes, which is just a normal envelope, like that a check or something could fit sure, in sure. a business envelope. Uh-huh. And so help me God, if there is not 20 stamps on that envelope, I'm like, I can't believe the post office delivered this. <laughs> and he will put on like an old stamp when they were like 36 cents. Yes, yes. Then he has a five cent old, maybe postcard stamp. And then 18 one cent stamps. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You have never seen anything like it. He's proud I... of it. He laughs wildly when I call him about it. But then he sure isn't laughing if he gets a letter from me. From you. And he pays that much attention that he's like, a dollar. Why would she spend a dollar on this? This would have been 68 cents. Yeah. I feel like my dad has made me camp, to use a term from earlier, uh, a little bit closer to your dad than you. (laughs) It gets me aggravated, too. Uh, That's hysterical. I'm probably not as diligent as your father, but yeah, I I don't know. I'm sorry, Jessica. I feel like I betrayed you. Uh, My daddy carved a pumpkin last night for the first time in his life. And it was really impressive. It was good. I, I can't right? carve like that. It was great. It was like a skull with flames coming yes. out of it. It was really cool. Uh, I didn't tell you. I, I sent you a, a picture of it from my sister's timeline because it was so cute. But you I didn't have? tell you. She said, you know what he said about it? About what? pumpkin carving? It's awful. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't like it. He wasn't a fan. No. Oh, my God. But he did very good at it. He was great. That's not easy to do that. No, Even with the stencils, I've tried it. It's not easy. It's not my favorite thing <sighs> to do, but I do love having them. And then I, if I don't carve them, then I keep them to July, as I have done for the past eight years uh, in a row. I can attest to that because I saw one mm-hmm. at her house. Was it this summer? Last yes. su- I don't know. I, I think it was early you summer. You go to my Instagram and see because I took pictures of it. It's true. And I was like, where did you get that pumpkin already? And you're like, oh, no, no. this is from last fall. Yeah, I had but two I was of shocked my pumpkins. But it was intact. I had two of my pumpkins through July and so bought them in incredible. October. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's cleansing breath time. Yes, cleansing breath. I could use a life cleansing breath, don't you think? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you guys just heard me die a little bit inside. <laughs> All right. We like to take a cleansing breath when we mm-hmm. rant about things that are important, things that are not. We just like to get it out, have some sense of normalcy. Yep. You know what? Cleansing breaths really do make a big difference. Yes. I know it sounds cuckoo, like whatever. It works. If you're by yourself, I'd even recommend screaming it out if you can. That's right. It feels good. It's a it release. also gets your heart rate to calm down if you're feeling really anxious or amped mm-hmm. up. Always, I mm-hmm. am. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so let's take a deep breath in and uh, very nice. Yeah, that was nice. Very let's fill, nice. Let's fill up with some funnies and some goodness. Let's do it. You are up first for corners. I am. Oh, fun! Mm-hmm. I have. I have to admit, I'm not familiar with this corner yet. I didn't look at it. It's a surprise. 
It's going to be really sad that uh, you didn't think of this yourself since you've become quite the artiste. Mm -hmm. Thank you for saying that. Thank you for giving me that label. I mean it. I mean, all I do, I can't draw. All I do is draw, paint, macrame, all yeah, these things. All that, she does. It's I mean, great. it is something. Anyway, I have an excuse me corner. <laughs> okay. Artist pulls off the ultimate masterpiece. When I glanced at that at first, I thought it said artist pulls off the urine masterpiece. Oh. And I was upset for a second. I'm going to have to interject. Yeah. Since you said that. Uh-huh. You're in masterpiece. Mm-hmm. My university, the University of Alabama, made uh-huh. famous for winning the most national championships of any school in the country. Also, unfortunately, made famous from when the governor in the 60s said uh, that no Negroes were allowed on campus. And there was Ugh. a plaque, not uh, obviously in a good way, but there was a plaque commemorating that on the exact building as Ugh. a reminder to folks that that happened and how messed up that is. Ew. My point of telling you, very diverse campus. I know that's surprising. People think the South, what? We had an incredible arts program, every okay. gamut of the arts. Also, you know, schools acquire certain things. I never even knew this. Mm-hmm. But while I was in school, my university purchased a piece of art. I'm Mm -hmm. putting that in quotes Mm -hmm. because it's not what you're thinking. It's not a canvas or a painting. Mm -hmm. It was a mason jar. Are you familiar with the work known as Piss Christ? No, Mm ma'am. It's (laughs) a mason jar that someone put a crucifix in and filled Mm -hmm. with urine. No, that's not art. No, I'm sorry. Yes. And how much did they pay for this jar of A lot. No. A lot. Unacceptable. Send somebody to school. 100% unacceptable, (laughs) but also 100% shocking at a school that was so deep-rooted in old ideals and a lot of, I'm sorry, white Christian values and stuff like that. No, I'm not knocking anyone who's white and Christian. Everybody calm down. Right. But- it's a school that got real buttoned up. Okay. Are you, our department? I'm, sorry. Did... I'm not that buttoned up and I don't want to own a mason jar of piss. I don't either. <laughs> I am not a fan of most quote performance art or things yeah. like that. No, I only like like, oh, replication. That's fun. And there's no body <laughs> fluids, you know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm trying to quickly find it here. Piss Christ. No. Piece of art. It comes up right no. away. Mm-mm. Immersion, uh, a 1987 photograph by the American artist. It depicts a small plastic crucifix submerged in a glass tank of the artist's urine. No. Uh huh. Yep. Wow. So there you go. I don't like that. I don't either. I did not mean to digress, but man, well, <laughs> when you said you're a masterpiece, I had to go there. I don't blame you because people should know that that school wasted that money on that instead of helping someone else get educated. <laughs> exactly. Oy, oy, oy. Danish artist takes museum's money and runs and calls it ARC. ARC? <laughs> Arts. <laughs> 
<laughs> and calls it the Ark of the Covenant. He opened <laughs> it and everyone around him melted. Um, <laughs> now, this is by Spooky. Uh, from my favorite, Oddity Central. <laughs> Love it. A Danish museum loaned artist Jens Honning tens of thousands of dollars and asked him to recreate two of his most popular artworks, which involved the use of real banknotes. Only he took the money and ran. An act he describes as an original work of art. Now, speaking of spin artists... <laughs> <laughs> The Kunsten Museum of Modern Art in Alborg asked Jens Hanning to recreate two of his most popular artworks, one he had produced in 2011 called An Average Danish Annual Income, which featured Kronbank notes in a frame, and an earlier version, An Average Austrian Annual Income. For original works, Hanning had borrowed the money from banks, but this time the museum agreed to loan him the cash from its limited reserves. He required... 328,000 kroner for the Danish annual salary and 25,000 that's not pounds is it I don't know it doesn't I don't know it's a lot for the Austrian salary he put only instead of recreating the artworks he just sent the museum two empty canvases and the message that him keeping the money they had lent him was the actual artwork the work is that I've taken their money. That's his quote. The work is that I've taken their money. He told a radio program. It's not theft. It's a breach of contract. And a breach of contract is part of the work. No. This is another quote. Of course I will not pay it back, the artist added. <laughs> the work is that I took the money and I will not give it back. Unreal. Lars Anderson, the director of Kunstmuseum, claims that a day before a new art exhibition was to open, Jens Honing had the commissioned artworks delivered. Only when the package was opened, it contained two just empty frames. He also bothered sending an email saying he thought it was more interesting to do a new work called Take the Money and Run. Oh. I absolutely want to give Jens the right to say that a new work has been created in its own right, which actually comments on the exhibition we have, but that is not the agreement we had. Adding that he does not intend to go to the police about this just yet, as the artist has until January 16th next year to return the money he was lent. Hunting, on the other hand, has made it very clear he has no intentions of returning the money to the museum. Quote, no, it's not going to happen. The work is that I've taken their money. I, I, that's unbelievable to me. That is not um, art. That's thievery. Correct. You you agreed to give them a specific work of art. Mm -hmm. You are reneging on that contract yes. and running with the money, and that is theft, mm -hmm. a stealing, mm -hmm. sir. Yep. You're if not you an artist. If you wanted to do um, a piece of art called Whiteout, different um and you present it and then they choose to buy and or exhibit it that's different but yes this is straight up thievery and i'm sorry breach of contract uh i'm just thinking about things that we've had to sign over the years for ndas and mm -hmm. things with entertainment mm -hmm. uh doesn't that mean you're accountable like when you are on a show if you were to say, hey, guys, check me out. Look what's happening before mm -hmm. it airs. And unless you're already like embedded in the show, even with that, they don't want you ever giving away any plot or stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, doesn't that mean they can come after you for money? Isn't oh, that yeah. a breach of your sure. contract? And you I mean will be fined and you will be required to pay it. 
and you'll never work again. And that's the thing with him. I'm like, dude, you ain't Banksy. I ain't never heard of you. Okay. So what is it? What kind of career do you think you're going to have after this? Because everyone is going to be terrified that at any point when you feel like it, you're going to be like, well, guess what? My art is I take your money or guess what? My art is I fart in your face. <laughs> oh, guess what? My art is I invite myself to your house and stalk you for two years. Art! <laughs> no, I'm sorry, sir. I know. You're I just know. a criminal it's is what you made yourself. Crazy. That's not art. It's crazy. If that's art, then Donald Trump is a fucking Van Gogh type artist because all he does is take money from people or not pay them for the services <laughs> he agreed to. Uh, I know. And I, nobody ever convinced me that that man's an artist. Okay. Yes, both criminals. <laughs> no, sir. Since you mentioned Banksy, you want to talk about something that was, I mean, when you he may shredded? call it. Yes. When somebody, that that piece of art went up for auction at Sotheby's. I don't mm -hmm. remember what it went for, but my God, it was a lot. Mm -hmm. And the minute it was like sold. It was something like 1.7 million or something, wasn't uh -huh. it? Yeah. The art then immediately went through Shredded a shredder itself. in live time in front of everyone, everyone. at the auction. He had and rigged he... the frame. <laughs> that was actually genius. Except if you were the guy that paid for it. But you know what? If I was the person that paid for it, I would then like pay to have somebody like painstakingly glue it. Put back it back together. together. Uh -huh. I'm sure they probably did. Right. I don't I know. I don't know. Or maybe well, he took know. those shreddings and put it in a lucite box up on a shelf. All I know is this. You know who can have artwork? Museums. Everybody else, why don't you talk about feeding the children, giving the homeless some shoes, getting water to countries that don't have it, instead of you sitting in a fancy chair in some dark room with a smoking jacket looking at your pretty art. Okay. I'm sorry. Art is important, absolutely. But people are more important. Let's keep the artwork to the broads who acquire new artwork, two to three pieces every week. Oh, wow. Have you been to the Broad in downtown no, LA? I have not because when it first opened, uh, it was so hard to get into. And it really it was. Pandemic um, time. Okay. That is, that's something that you got to see. It's yeah. really, really, really cool. I'm sure. And very different because it's, it's all modern, but they have like, multiple works from Basquiat and Lichtenstein, like all these very famous Warhol to see that all in person. It's like, what? I house sat for some people that had a Lichtenstein, a Van Gogh and a, in a, like a Monet. I think it was the scariest thing I've ever done. What? Yeah. It was so terrifying. <laughs> oh my God. I, I would recommend not house sitting for people who have <laughs> things like that because you'll just live in fear every second you're there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at first it was like, Unreal. oh my God, this is amazing. And then instant fear. Right. <laughs> I would be the one who was like trying to get a selfie, like, look at me with, uh, what is that? I'm trying to think of any Monet. I don't know what they're called. Like lily pads. Yeah. You know. Or in the park or whatever. And I would manage to, because I am the world's biggest klutz, fall into yeah. it, have it rip off the wall. Like yeah. that would be my luck. 
This is the same house I house that at where um, they had a really steep driveway and you couldn't see it when you were going down at first. And I just completely ran over an Amazon package, not knowing what was inside. (laughs) Terrifying. (laughs) That's the worst. That's the last time I house sat. <laughs> oh my god. That okay. Amazing. That was a great corner. You you sir are a thief. Okay. Not trustworthy and should right? not be allowed to call yourself an artist. I am a Joe. <laughs> In my Hilarious. very humble yet mouthy. I'm willing to give you that opinion. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh man. Okay. Well, this is a a scientific discovery. This is a what the what? All right. Um, which kind of intersects with an animal instincts if you count fossils. Okay. This is brought to us from NPR by Deepa Shivaram. Scientists discover fossil of a four-legged whale with a raptor-like eating style. What? It's real creepy looking. Um, I need to see it. I will send you a picture. Oh, yeah. Click the link and you will see the picture. Okay. So I always love how they like recreate stuff based on like putting the fossil. Like then they try to imagine based on all these things what the proportions are and all that. Yeah. Wait, wait. Mm -hmm. Shut up. Right? It looks like a weird creepy... Hippo it looks like a very violent and sharp-toothed anteater underwater. Yes. yes. That's terrifying. I do not like it. And I love whales. We regret to inform you that your nightmares are about to get worse. <laughs> a team led by Egyptian scientists have dug up a 43-million-year-old fossil in the Sahara Desert in Egypt of a now-extinct amphibious four-legged whale. That's right, folks. A whale with legs. Mm -mm. The authors of the study say that this creature had unique features of the skull and that its mandibles suggest a capacity for more efficient oral mechanical processing. If that is not the fanciest way to title somebody who likes to eat, I don't know what is. Efficient oral mechanical processing. I'm going to adopt that for my own habit. Uh, Right? (laughs) Jesus. In In other words, these walking whales had a strong raptorial feeding style. We discovered how fierce and deadly its powerful jars I can't read today, y'all. We discovered how fierce and deadly its powerful jaws are capable of tearing a wide range of prey. This whale was a god of death to most of the animals that lived in its area, says Abdullah Gohar, one of the scientists. The new whale is called Phyomycetus anubis, which the scientists named in part after Anubis, the canine-headed Egyptian god, associated with mummification and the afterlife. It was likely a top predator at the time, similar to what a killer whale is today. No, I think it needs another name. I would call it, I don't fucking think so, Oris. That's (laughs) what I'm going to call it. (laughs) No. Ain't nobody going to be listening to the songs of that monster, I'll tell you that. (laughs) 43 million years. 
It's uh, it's just mind blowing. Now, this is very interesting. It says whales, it turns out, used to be herbivorous, deer like terrestrial mammals. So they were land and water, obviously. I did if it not has got know lakes. that. Over the span of about 10 million years, whales turned into carnivorous creatures in the ocean. The discovery of the four-legged creature is part of that evolution. So a whale with legs and a massive head with a vicious eating style. Good luck sleeping tonight. Good God. That's so crazy. I usually leave this stuff for the end when we say kind of what we're watching and stuff, but thanks Gary Powell. He starts talking about this show that he started watching. And of course I was like, I need to watch this. It's called mm-hmm. that you'll laugh. So you know how we have street names and stuff in mm-hmm. California that other people just can't pronounce. Mm-hmm. And only because we live here, do we know sure. how to pronounce them? So he goes, although this is a pretty big one. I'm not sure why, what he thought, but he goes, yeah, I've been watching this new show. I think it's called La Brea, something like that. So it's called La Brea. Uh, which is a major street in, yeah. in Hollywood. Uh, but anyway, it is a show. I don't, I can't remember Peacock. It's on NBC, mm-hmm. but they had the pilot on Hulu. And I thought the day after they would just start airing the, you know, the episodes, apparently not mm-hmm. because now I'm behind and I'm angry about it. Cause I don't think I have Peacock, but anyway, I um, it's called La Brea and uh, sinkhole opens up in the middle of Los Angeles near the tar pits. And a bunch of people fall through and they think they're dead, but they've actually fallen through. I don't know what. And when it opened up, these raptor-like creatures went and came into our into LA. And now these other people are trapped underneath. We don't know yet if it's a interesting if it's like some sort of portal wormhole type thing, or if there's actually a world inside our earth. Like we don't know what it is right now, but it's pretty good. That's interesting. I actually heard about that show. And for those of you who are like, what the heck are you guys talking about? In Los Angeles, kind of in the center of the city, we have an area. It's a street and an area known as La Brea. And there's a big, gigantic apartment and condo community called Park La Brea. But we have the La Brea Tar Pits, which is where they found actual fossils of woolly mammoths and saber-toothed tigers. Mm -hmm. They still find uh, fossils. It's some kind of bubbly tar that comes up from the ground. Mm-hmm. We also and- have methane gas warnings in the malls in the area. <laughs> oh, I didn't that? know that. Uh-uh. At the Grove, there are little sensors up by exits and whatnot. No. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I remember because I used to work there sometimes when I was at anthropology and if they needed help, I would be sent to the store at the Grove and I'm like, what is that? Like, Oh, those are the methane gas alarms. I'm like, I'm sorry, what? Yeah. And they said, if it ever reaches a certain level, those alarms will go off and we'll evacuate. (laughs) Yeah. Because those tar pits are active. It still bubbles. It still bubbles and you can go see it. Crazy. But it's a really cool museum. I mean, it's cool for anyone, but I know anyone with children, especially young boys, are big fans of that La Brea Tar Pits. And you can go through like that visitor center and watch the scientists pulling up fossils from it and dusting them and looking at it. It's a cool experience if you ever visit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's right where it takes place. 
And I told my dad, I was like, I'm never watching that. Are you joking? I had recurring dreams as a child that I died in an earthquake in California, which is why I didn't ever want to move here, Dan Tipton. Really? Yes. I had to really do a lot of work on training myself not to think that I was going to die in an earthquake because I was afraid I was going to like (laughs) self-prophesy. Then I really hope and assume that you never went, I don't think it exists there anymore, on the old ride at universal hollywood that was called earthquake no, where you're on the la know. subway and they uh, simulate what would happen if an earthquake happened while oh, you were in the subway underground well in the tour you are in a car and there's an earthquake and the part you're in a parking garage and it collapses and a subway and like a metro train comes at you and stuff but you're in a little tram maybe that's what i'm thinking of yeah, i love it's to not great. reinvent but <laughs> my memory do. serves that I thought I was trapped and it was a little too real. So it is very real. Uh-huh. Uh, but what I won't do, what I've never done, and I think it would be a little too traumatic for me, are those earthquake trucks that simulate like a 7.8. Nope. I can't do it. Me neither. I can't do it. This show is a little bit <laughs> for <Yeah>. me. <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah, oh but God. anyway, La Brea, if you guys are interested, it's actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. I'm enjoying it. I don't yeah. often get into a lot of uh, regular network shows. Right. Just because I don't know why. I'm not, I don't know. I'm just not into it. But anyway, <laughs> uh, that that one's pretty good, and I'm going to have to try and figure out how mm-hmm. I can get some more episodes. Yes. Ooh, wee. Yes. Oh, by the way, really quick, I don't, this isn't consequential necessarily but i'm just going to throw it out there i did have some exciting stuff for us to share with you guys uh quite a few things from listeners but uh by the time you guys hear this hopefully it will be fixed but as of right now instagram facebook and whatsapp are down yeah so we could not access any of that stuff and uh we had an amazing corrections corner and we have some other things that we will be bringing to you next week so rest assured um, I mean, we always say this, but if you mail something in, we use everything that you guys send. Yeah. I, even a few people I know we replied to saying, oh, this is awesome. We're going to use it in this week's episode. We just can't because we can't access it. Currently. Gotcha. But gotcha. be on the lookout for a great corrections corner next Ooh, week. Oh, I'm excited. <laughs> Uh, should we go ahead and move into our rave? Let's do it. I'm super excited about my rave. This is awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. Um, my rave this week is for bookshop.org. Uh, you should definitely look them up. Bookshop is an online bookstore with a mission to financially support local independent bookstores. Here, here. Yes, we believe that bookstores are essential to a healthy culture. Indeed. They're where authors can connect with readers, where we discover new writers, where children get hooked on the thrill of reading that can last a lifetime. They're also anchors for our downtowns and communities. As more and more people buy their books online, we wanted to create an easy, convenient way for you to get your books and support bookstores at the same time, which is so amazing because Mm -hmm. I am guilty too. Amazon is just so easy, audible, Allows me to do dishes and read, mm-hmm. quote unquote read. Um, but that's dangerous. I'm not a huge fan of Amazon, so it kind of eats at my soul. Yes. Anyway, uh, let's see. 
if you want to find a specific local bookstore to support, find them on our map and we'll put all mm -hmm. this information mm -hmm. in our in our links. Find them on our map and they'll receive the full profit of your order. Otherwise, your order will contribute to an earnings pool that will be evenly distributed among independent bookstores, even those that don't use Bookshop. Amazing. Wow. We also support anyone who advocates for books through our affiliate program, which pays a 10% commission on every sale and gives a matching 10% to independent bookstores. If you are an author, a website or magazine, have a book club, an organization that wants to recommend books, or even just a book lover with an Instagram feed, you can sign up to be an affiliate, start your own shop and be rewarded for your advocacy of books. Love it. Bookshop cool. wants to give back to everyone who promotes books, authors, and independent bookstores. By design, we give away over 75% of our profit margin to stores, publications, authors, and others who make up the thriving inspirational culture around books. We hope that Bookshop can help strengthen the fragile ecosystem and margins around book selling and keep local bookstores an integral part of our culture and communities. Bookshop is a benefit corporation, a corporation dedicated to the public good. I really do love that. And check out their mm -hmm. website if you get a chance. I looked at it. It's amazing because bookshops are in danger. Amazon yes. is putting them out of business. And I'm telling you, one of my favorite places to go ever for just me is a bookstore. Me too. I, find I love books, it. I find books I would have never thought to look for. Yep. I find books recommended by other people, which means they think differently than me, which means I'm going to grow and learn. Yes. Uh, I find little gifts and stuff you can't find anywhere else. Yep. I mean, it's a, it's a land of magic, a bookstore. It really it is. It really is. It's my favorite gift to give for all ages is books. I actually did that one year for my family. I sent every single person a book, but I sent them all a different book that was fitting yes. to their personality. Yes. And everybody loved it. Like, what a gem. Whenever yeah. someone has kids, I'm the lady who gives books yeah. to your baby, even yeah. if it's one that they can't read till they're like 10 years old. I'm yep. like... This is an important, beautiful book, and your child needs to have it. Totally. Absolutely. <laughs> but you're I, right. You can get lost in it. Have you been to the last bookstore downtown? Oh, one of my favorite places to go. I Magical. actually make it a point to go down to the last bookstore mm -hmm. at least once or twice a year. Yep. Specifically, like to just walk around yes. and get lost in that environment. It's yep. this two-story giant building downtown. There are sculptures made of books. There mm -hmm. are artists who are showing off all of their artwork in booths up in that top floor. Yep. Which there, is so cool. It's just amazing. There's a special room that has like rare and unusual books, mm -hmm. but some of them are just like weird stuff only you would see in Hollywood. Like one time I bought my sister, you know how during the Emmys and stuff, we in the business get all that stuff that's like promoting things. So you'll mm -hmm. vote for awards and stuff. Mm -hmm. Somebody had gotten one of those for the Harry Potter, the last Harry Potter movie. Mm -hmm. And it was signed by the director, Harry Potter and Ron Weasley in a silver marker. And it, wow. you know, those pamphlets are beautiful. They're professionally mm -hmm. photographed from the set, all these things. And I bought that thing for 20 bucks for my little sister. How I mean, cool. where are you going to find that ever again? You aren't. You aren't. And they have a book maze upstairs, yes. if you will. Mm -hmm. And all of the books in that section are $1. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
So even if you just wanted pretty books, I know that seems weird, but it's not. not to me, I, I don't. I use them all the time just to decorate people's shelves. Mm -hmm. You can go and get a slew of books for $20. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. To fill up your shelves with this beautiful old linen book covers. Take off the dust jacket and yep. reveal the gorgeous colors. They're amazing. Absolutely. And yeah. some really cool books. Sometimes I'm up there and I'm like, what the heck is this book about? And it's amazing. Again, it's amazing. like you said, something you would have never thought about or looked for. I will well, tell you something really cool. I don't want to interrupt. No, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. So we have a Barnes & Noble left uh, on Ventura Boulevard. Correct. It's called yeah. Bookstar. Bookstar. Mm -hmm. But it is actually Barnes & Noble. I frequent them a lot. They're great. I know they're a corporation. I still love them. And it's mm -hmm. books. I'm always into yeah. sport books. Mm -hmm. They have something there that I absolutely love, and it's called Blind Date. And mm -hmm. they have a table where they wrap books, and you are buying a book that you don't know that is recommended by their staff. So, like, oh. the 20 employees, I like right now, if I was working there, I would make my book be the soul of an octopus. Right, right. right. The most recent book I'm reading. Uh-huh. You buy it and it's called Blind Date with a Book. So you open it and then read the book. I know people that have bought that for friends as a gift mm -hmm. and loved it or like a couple that bought it for each other. I think it's such a fun idea. Again, just to grab something that maybe is not in your wheelhouse and it might introduce you to a new author or a new style of literature that you're totally. Not yep. That you wouldn't really go to fun. on your own. Mm -hmm. And they have the staff cool. picks on I the love end caps. Picks. Me too. Always. Yeah. Yep. Because they're not always necessarily the most popular thing exactly. on book lists right now, but it's something that really resonated with a person. And yep. that's, that's always powerful to me too. Mm -hmm. um, I also just like the idea that, you know, there's a quote on their website that says, thanks to bookshop, there's no reason to buy books on Amazon anymore. And listen, I, I am aware that I'm an Amazon whore. I don't like it. It does eat my soul. Um, I try my hardest to support local bookstores because, you know, uh, Bezos pays less taxes than we do. So mm -hmm. let's not help that dude out so that he can get on his cock and balls rocket up to Mars. Like, I'm <laughs> okay. not interested in you, you <laughs> evil person. Okay. Uh, this on their website, I just wanted to say real quick before mm -hmm. we move on. So far, they have raised $16,202,886.32 for local bookstores. And that number has gone up since I started reading this rave. That's so huge. that's pretty amazing. That's really cool. Yeah. So that's so important. Uh, Bookshop.org. Keep and the books alive. Keep them alive. And also I love that they said right there on the website, we're always talking about, well, I'm just one person. I don't have a voice. They said, if you have a book club, if you have an Instagram mm -hmm, account, mm -hmm. you can be involved. So that's shout right. out, shout out to bookshop.org. Thank you for what you're doing. Indeed. I love it. Love it. All righty. To wrap us up, this is a rave that actually, while I was um, driving with Alan recently, I was like, oh, I'm like, text me that right now. I do that to him all the time if I'm driving because I can't touch my phone. He's like, what? I'm like, can you please text me? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, don't worry about what it means. Just do it. I'll, I'll know what it is. Right. So we saw this billboard and I was like, wait a minute, that looks so neat. And I'm like, is that what you and I were talking about as far as a wildlife crossing? So 
This is savelacougars.org. So As in older cougars, women who want AK- to sexually eat young men alive? <laughs> no. That is the uh, another name for mountain lion. Ah, I see. Mm-hmm. So to tell you, now we did just miss this, but I'm sure they might have something when you go to the site. I know through August 31st, they had... Uh, a way to adopt a cougar and $5 from every mountain lion adoption will go toward the national wildlife federation, save LA Cougars campaign. Mm. So what this organization does. Okay. So again, um, they're everywhere, but like in LA we have actually in Southern California in general, we have a quite a large cougar slash mountain lion population. Mm-hmm. And also something that's very unfortunate, I see this a lot on Nextdoor and sites like that. People are begging people to stop putting out any kind of rodent or rat poison. Mm. Um, there are other ways to do that that are far more ethical <coughs> and humane. But even if you're like, I don't care, or it's a rat or they're a nuisance or whatever. The problem is our wildlife eats rats okay so like owls Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they're i think the best natural predator to take out rat population so anything that's eating the rats including cougars they are large cats they are eating these rats and if the rats have been poisoned the animals that are eating them are now being poisoned and are dying yeah so it's become a huge problem so I don't mean to digress, but they are an integral part of our ecosystem. Yes. So um, savelacougars.org, it takes a village to save our local cougars and to build the largest wildlife crossing in the world. Mm. The wildlife crossing at Liberty Canyon is a large-scale public-private partnership with a core project team involving the Liberty Wildlife Corridor partners, Caltrans, that's like our uh, transportation system within California, the National Park Service, the Santa Monica Mountain Conservatory, Mountain Recreation and Conservation Authority, the Resource Conservation District of the Santa Monica Mountains, and the National Wildlife Federation, along with local and state elected officials. Hmm. The Save LA Cougars campaign, which supports the conservation, education, and fundraising for the po- project is a collaborative effort, blah, blah, blah. I won't bore you with all of these details. (laughs) Um, Let me tell you what they are trying to build here because we did recently see a show about this on the news. Sadly, like many of the area mountain lions, a specific mountain lion that they had tagged and tracked for years died uh, because he was hit by a car on a busy freeway. Yes. So it says two decades of study by the National Park Service in the L.A. area has shown roads and development are not only proving deadly for animals trying to cross, but have also created islands of habitat that can genetically isolate all wildlife from bobcats to birds to lizards. Mm. The species most immediately at risk, the mountain lion, could vanish from the area in less than 50 years. Of all the area roads... 
multiple research and planning efforts have identified the 101 freeway as the most significant <gasps> barrier to the ecological health of the region and a possible extinction vortex. Whoa. So it's really weird to believe, but I will post a picture of this. Um, they have done a rendering of what the wildlife crossing at Liberty Canyon will look like. And it is literally a bridge for the animals to cross that will be covered with grass and trees. It will look just like the surrounding area, but it will go over the highway. I also was like, what? It's not like we can tell the animals, hey, if you want to cross, go to exit 49 on the 101 North. Right, right. <laughs> and Alan was laughing at me. He's like, fool, they've been researching this for decades and they have realized that most of the crossings are happening at this specific area for whatever reason. Um, but the point is these animals are trying to cross highways yes. and yeah. they can't do that, especially yeah. not in a place like here where there's cars running all the time so it's really amazing when you see this drawing and it will allow for them to cross physically be crossing over the highway mm -hmm. without putting them in any danger and not disrupting the flow of traffic the cars will stay exactly as they are at the main level this bridge if you will covered by again land and terrain mm -hmm. will be over the highway so wow. it's really really cool you can read all about this. I love watching uh, and reading about them tracking these cougars. Um, it's really fascinating what they're learning about them and about our ecosystem by being able to track some of these. And they go quite a distance. You would not believe how far across this county these animals are going. So wow, they're very important. SaveLACougars.org really cool um long-winded explanation for me we all know i cannot be succinct so pardon no it's interesting this. to me there is like um there's a big i took my son to to something i want to say it was the natural history museum Maybe. had had a big um display room talking mm -hmm. about this specifically and talking specifically oh. about that cougar Interesting. Um, he was, was like P22 or something correct. like that. Yes. Mm -hmm. And they have tracked him for years and you could see everything. It was fascinating. You might want to go visit that, Jessica. Yeah. You might find it really interesting. It was fascinating. I love that. We really enjoyed it. There were some other cool things in that room too about mm -hmm. our area, that specific area and yeah. whatever wildlife is there and how to help protect them and stuff. It was fascinating. But Very cool. All of our animals are important. That's right. They really are. Mm -hmm. um, I love that. Thank you for sharing, Jessica. You're welcome. Jessica. Dana. I think that's our show. I think it is. You want to tell people how to get a hold of us? Yes, please. Send us your emails at the Rants and Raves podcast at gmail.com. You can also do that through our contact button on our website, www.therantsandravespodcast.com. Also, it is a modern age and a modern era. Most of you get in touch with us through Instagram. That seems to be our most popular platform. On most days. <laughs> Not today. We will get it eventually, but today yes. we can't see it. Maybe it's changed <laughs> since we've been recording. But on Instagram and Facebook, you can find us at The Rants and Raves Podcast. On Twitter, 
We are at raves underscore the. Thank you. Thank you for your listenership. Thank you for your loyalty. Thank you for your fun anecdotes and for sharing things with us. And again, we are constantly amazed at the good things that you guys bring to us and the fun, weird, and unknown that we weren't aware of that you guys sometimes bring to our attention. So keep it coming. We love it. Love it. We have a lot of new listeners who have been writing in that said they are catching up on episodes. They've started from the beginning. So oh, nice. welcome. Welcome. And um, yeah, we love it and appreciate it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, I usually like to end the show. Well, we like to share th- new things that we're interested in or that mm-hmm. someone has told us about. Do you have anything new at the moment? I can't believe that I did not text you this after I finished each episode, but on your recommendation, Alan mm-hmm. and I fell down the Lula Rich rabbit hole. Sorry about it. Fascinating, mm-hmm. right? I can't believe it. And it just went to some places where I was like, I'm sorry, what? What? I know. And I'm still just blown away that that company got so big that they were able to do something like privately hire Katy Perry for a concert. Uh-huh. But I forget that when people have money, you can I mean, there are rich Russian uh I almost called them czars. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember like there was someone in Russia who paid like over a million dollars to I think hire J Lo years ago oh, for their daughter's oh. sweet sixteen. No, unacceptable. It's, crazy so yes money talks Mm -hmm. if you if you can meet the price you too can have a private concert with an a-list celebrity yeah wow that was a real uh real eye-opener what a roller coaster huh then really quick even funnier i told a friend you need to watch it she started laughing she goes i have a pair of those pants i said no ma'am she -hmm. goes i didn't even know what it was i'd never heard of it She's a teacher. She said, one of my parents gave me a gift basket and it had a pair of these leggings. And I'm going to tell you right now. I said, don't say it. She goes, Um, they're the softest. Yeah, that's what everybody said. That's what everybody said until they started cheaping out on the on their product. They did. But I have to tell you it outdoors in a parking lot to me. Soft. I, I had to concur. It feels like if someone made cashmere velvet out of a chinchilla or something i don't know what the heck artificial materials they use Uh but now again i kind of see i I don't agree with it but now i'm like well these people aren't just crazy they wanted that soft 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 soft. well let me tell you how you can get it you want (laughs) to know i got a secret for you it's on my body you want to hear it Okay, I'm a model for you. For one second. I'm going to stand up so you can see my round body. Shut it. Okay. See these camouflage pants? Yes. Okay, camo camo knit little uh-huh. baggy little pants. Don't $3. Tell me $3 from from Family Dollar. Go get you some. Oh. Okay. <laughs> They're my favorite pants right now. $3. Family Dollar awesome. store. Love it. Yeah. Not even really in California. $3 and you don't have to buy in $5,000 worth of money that you and I do That's not right. have currently. Uh-huh. I feel like I got my money's worth before I even walked out of the store. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because of the J. 
joy it brought me. I was like, this is a lot. And I thought to myself, I'm going to wash them twice and they're going to be all balled up. Yep. They're going to be falling apart. Nope. Wear them all the time. All the time. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. But watch that, Lulu Rich. Don't get in on that. Okay. That was crazy. Did you end up doing Kings of Pain? That's no. another one I told you. Did I tell you about it? It's so. on Hulu. These guys, they say they're doing it for science. That's up for debate. Uh, they travel to different places and they are making a pain scale for different bites and stings. Oh, yes, we have talked about it. And yes, yeah. I have seen it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh, sh- That's yikes. insanity. It is insanity. Also, That's I started, um, I can't remember if it's on HBO or Amazon, but The Devil You Know. Uh, oh. So it's the first season is one case. The second season is another case. It's fascinating if you're interested in that kind of stuff. Wow. I also was listening to a podcast and it's one of my regulars, but at the moment I can't remember the name of it. I apologize. But it was about Ted Bundy, which we're all sick of, mm. I know. But some of the information that we have come to know in society as truth that is maybe not. Oh, like everybody always said, you know, he always said he had a wonderful childhood, you know, uh-huh. his grandparents were lovely. Not the case. Um, and then also some information about the handle of the car being broken so that women couldn't get out when he got them in. And oh, that may not be possible. It was just interesting. Hmm. And the same kind of thing. I watched another show about, um, oh, my God, Roman emperor that everybody thinks is such a beast. Uh, Julius Caesar. Well, I know there's so many to choose from. No, the one that like people are like, he ate, he served somebody, their family. How am I forgetting this? I wish Alan was here. He would shout it out. I don't know who you're talking about. Oh my God. I'm so dumb. Caligula? Yeah. uh, No, (laughs) but somebody on that level. Anyway, bunch of untruths about him too. Wow. Interesting. It makes me wonder what kind of monster I'll be painted to in history. Oh, dear. <laughs> um, so my point to ponder this week, uh, I had some interesting stuff that's all in my Instagram, yeah. which is down. You know, the world is going crazy right now. Yes. Um, so I'm actually just going to read you something. Uh, it's from, I guess the quote is from Brittany Brown, but a friend sent it to me. Um And I think it's powerful wording. Mm -hmm. So I just want to leave you guys with this this week. We'll be back next Tuesday. Mm -hmm. Jessica, I enjoy you as always. You've been absent from my life a lot lately. I know. It's disturbing. That's why we people don't understand. (laughs) We need like hours of catch up before we even get to the recording. And we haven't even gotten to do that. I know. I know. So I'm going to leave everybody with this because I think it's important to remember and to maybe just write it down somewhere and carry it in your wallet so you Mm -hmm. see it every once in a while. Let go of who you think you are supposed to be and just be who you are. Ah, such simple words, but man, that's hard to do. Hard action. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, But you are enough just as you are. I think if you can actually accept that and like, not just for a day or when we're feeling good. Cause I know I'm I think very a much work. Don't yes. you? Yeah. Because I have days where I'm like, you know what? 
I'm feeling great. And it's like, mm-hmm. you feel like you're on top of the world. Totally. And one thing can then make me feel like the entire world is doom and gloom when it's not true. I it's know. just like my feelings are hurt or I'm upset or disappointed or something inconvenient happens. Mm-hmm. But yes. Which honestly is why we created this platform yes. and we want you guys to use it because I would imagine if you talk to anyone who's written into us and let us just rant this stuff out mm-hmm. for you, it is cathartic that someone's yes. on your side yeah. or even if they're not on your side, they're talking about it and somebody mm-hmm. will be, you know what That's I mean? Right. Like mm-hmm. we are here for you. Like this is therapeutic to yep. listen to a couple of crazy people <laughs> cheer you <laughs> on <laughs> and say, I hear you. Right. That's right. Um, but I think society puts so many expectations on us. We all have ideas of where we'll be by a certain age. I just had mm-hmm. a birthday and I am not where I want to be. Um, I was a guest on a podcast called We Didn't Peak Yet. And when that was last week, you can find mm-hmm. it. Um, you can find it on all platforms if you want to listen to it. It's a little bit of a vulnerable interview about what I do for a living. But um I just was like, I said to the guy who hosts it, my friend Chance, I said, it's possible I have peaked. So I'm not sure that I'm the best guest. But, you know, we do. We all have these expectations of Mm -hmm. where we thought we'd be, you know, comparing ourselves to others, even though we know comparison is the thief of joy. Mm -hmm. Um, It's hard to do those things, which is is. why I said, maybe write it down and stick it in your wallet. That's right. It's a great idea. But for today... Y'all heard me say it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love you, Jessica. I love you, too. We're getting out of here, y'all. Yeah. We'll see we'll you next, see you next week. week. All right. Bye. Now that was in unison. Was it? We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>